Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my purpose here is to tell you of the good news of the salvation of Jesus Christ that's available to everyone. If you're new to the podcast, you can listen to my personal story in the first three episodes. I pray that as you hear this message today, it will encourage you to read the New Testament, the Gospels, and the letters, which explain the good news of Jesus' true salvation, your one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven. The episode will begin after this short message. What is righteousness? Are you living righteously? Through the Lenten season, I focused on the Gospels, the good news of Jesus Christ, following his footsteps through Holy Week, then his ascension into heaven. Then I followed his disciples as they dealt with his death and what they did after the resurrection. I now start a series through the book of Romans. It's the first of the letters from Paul to the various churches around the Mediterranean in the New Testament right after the book of Acts. Scholars think that Paul wrote this letter uh, later in his ministry. I think early church leaders put the letter of, to the Romans first after Acts because it so clearly explains what salvation is, the good news of Jesus Christ. So what is righteousness? Well, righteousness is one of those churchy words. It's not being holier than thou or being a goody-goody. Righteousness is simply being right with God. Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Paul is writing to a church smack in the middle of one of the most pagan societies of all time, Rome. All around them, they witnessed sin daily. I won't go into details, but you can read it for yourself in Romans 1. God is angry at sin, especially idolatry. So I read uh, from Romans 1, chapters 18 through 25. Paul writes, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. As they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like, and as a result, their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise. They instead became utter fools. Instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. 
So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who was worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Growing up Catholic, we had pictures and statues of the Virgin Mary everywhere. I remember when I was a little girl asking the priest from our church in the Bronx to bless this little plastic statue of Mary someone had given me. He kissed it and gave it back to me. Looking back at that moment, I think, yuck. But then I actually remember thinking, that's it? Still, the Catholic Church is big on idolatry of both Mary and the saints. And I have a link in my blog um, to a podcast that I did, Who Are the Saints in the Bible? The Catholic Church encourages sinning. What the Catholic Church obligates you to do actually encourages sinning. The fact that they expect you to need confession every Saturday goes to show that they expect you to sin during the week. Satan loves that. Dr. Jim Dennison, who's one of the folks that I follow regularly and I read his um, daily articles, uh, wrote, the Holy Spirit cannot empower that which is unholy. Let's say that again. The Holy Spirit cannot empower that which is unholy. I compiled my series of podcasts on the benefits of salvation and several of the benefits stem from having the Holy Spirit in our hearts. One of the key factors of salvation is the repentance of sin once and for all. We cannot expect to be saved and still keep on sinning just because we can go and confess our sins to a priest or even to God directly. This passage from James came up in my Bible studies today. It's in James 1. Uh, verses 26 to 27. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So how do we keep ourselves from being polluted by the world? It's everywhere. You you can't really turn it off because it's there in front of you. But we need to focus eternally first. Each of us needs to start their day by reading the Bible. If we focus on God first, everything else and everything else second, we'll have a whole different outlook. We'll go from a secular worldview to a biblical one. And I put um, a link to another podcast that I did on how to have a new life, uh, which is from the list of the benefits of the salvation of Jesus. Paul ends the first chapter of Romans with this. And this is verses 28 to 32. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. 
They know God's justice requires that those who do things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. It's your choice. If you want to turn your life around and start living righteously, getting right with God, then you need to believe, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. Pray this prayer humbly and wholeheartedly. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Please forgive me. Right now, I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and my life to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. And that prayer is in the, sh it's in the show notes so you can see it yourself. Now, what do you do? If you prayed this prayer and you wholeheartedly want to change your life, start reading the Bible daily. If you don't have one, I recommend YouVersion, um, which is the Bible app. It's free, as is Through the Word. It's another app. Um, they have a lot of great daily devotionals and Bible studies. Also, pray every day. Talk to God. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you daily. And find and join a Bible-believing church, preferably a non-denominational one. Now, I know in these days of the coronavirus uh, shut-in, distancing, uh, quarantining, and all this stuff, that churches aren't meeting, but most of them are online. And so this is actually a really great way to go church shopping. So um, look for non-denominational churches in your area. And check out their websites. See what they're doing. You can listen to some of the pastor's uh, sermons. And uh, make sure that they focus on believing in the Bible. They focus on the Bible. And by the way, Through the Word has an excellent study on the book of Romans by Pastor Chris Langham. I'm going through it for the third time as I prepare for this series. Oh, and again, I give God the glory. So soli deo gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. Jesus said in Revelation 3, verses 20 through 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. The links are in the show website. Make sure you download my favorite free Bible study apps, Version Bible app, and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Seek the truth. Seek the gospel truth. Oh, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button and then the share button. The gospel of Jesus is meant to be shared. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.